All right, good afternoon. Here we are in St. Peter coming at you. It is Wednesday, February 24th, 2016. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Uh, we got a couple things we want to talk about this week. We're going to lead off with a little Tiger Talk. Um, still on the shelf, but you just can't forget about them. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Um, then going into the Northern Trust, which was last week, and then this coming week, actually tomorrow, is the Honda Classic. Uh, the Florida Swing starts, so we're going to talk a little bit about Florida Swing. And then we're going to end with a little AJGA talk as well. So let's get it going here. I'm feeling good. I see green grass outside and makes me maybe a little bit delusional thinking that I'm get going to get to hit balls outside pretty soon here, but we can hope, I guess. One can always hope. The grass is getting uh, green here, actually. I can't believe it. So. I'll take it. But, I mean, that kind of, that makes me think of the swing video that was posted today by Tiger in the simulator. I mean, the last time that I heard from him was at that press conference at his event at the Hero World Challenge when he was saying that he is essentially playing video games all day and can walk for like 30 minutes and that was it. And then there he was swinging a golf club. Yeah, pretty interesting um, after hearing that news. And then there was obviously the reports, which I think is why he posted the video. Um, yeah. People were saying he was, I don't even know, you know, down in the in the garbage can, you know, still s suffering from setbacks and whatnot. So you have any initial thoughts on that, on that swing that he posted? It looked pretty silky, but... I liked how, I mean, maybe... Maybe this back debilitation is going to make it so he's not going to dip down so much at the ball. Maybe he'll just stay balanced and just make a smooth little pass and hit it like 280. Yeah, maybe he'll try to actually swing within himself. And not like he's going to hit it that much shorter when you're hitting it solid. Yeah, right. And I also thought the the finish, his finish looked totally different than anything I had ever yeah, seen. Yeah, the club looked a lot more... Uh, you know, vertical, mm -hmm. per se, more than, you know, wrapped around, yeah. um, parallel to the ground, if you will, if you can envision that. Is he working with anyone right now, do you know, or is he... I don't know, because I know still with Chris Como, with Chris I Como, think, okay. I, I haven't heard any different, but... I just wondered if maybe... You never know. Yeah, with the injury, it could be someone different, or maybe he's just trying to work on his own game. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't mind the latter. Yeah, me too, and maybe that means, I mean, he could hit the ball, so maybe he's going to play at Augusta in, in about seven weeks. Yeah, you that, never know. that uh, what we were to open the show with, well, we can see the green grass out here. I'm sure Tiger Woods is thinking the same thing about Augusta, you know, now that uh, the PGA Tour has moved into their Florida swing. You know what that, we all know what that means. We're uh, just a little, little more than a month away. What, five weeks? Uh, it's six weeks now. Six weeks? Yes. I will be at the Masters this year, actually, too, so I really hope I'm going to get to see my boy, Tiger, out there banging it around. We might have to do a live, live from the Masters edition. Live from the Masters that Wednesday during the practice mm -hmm. round, have the phone out there. We can get the, uh, the golf channel live from music rolling and really dun, set dun, the... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you just know it's major, major time, or Ryder Cup for that matter. But. Yeah. And then the new book. The book is coming out on Tiger yeah. too. Armin Katayan and Jeff Benedict are writing this book that they just 
Yeah. Nice getting two pieces of Tiger news in the same week, you know. And do we have any idea who these guys are? The only thing that I know about them uh, is that they actually they wrote a book on big-time college football called The System. And that was in 2013. And the book, okay. it was a bestseller, did really well. Um, so it seems like they like taking on big topics. Do you uh, know if these guys are uh, respected journalists, experienced, or any of that? And then Benedict worked for Sports Illustrated and has written five or six other books on his own, too. Okay. So they've got a little bit of pedigree. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I'll be interested to see uh, how much of a say Tiger has in the matter. Uh, just after seeing Hank Haney write the big miss on him and kind of bash him, and I know their relationship wasn't great, uh, obviously, when he wrote the book, but Tiger seems like the kind of guy that's a control freak and is, is going to want to have a a say and will want to maybe censor some things in the book, but is this going to be, you said it was a biography. Is it his whole, whole life? It, yeah, they're taking, no, they they're taking focus? on everything. Okay. They just, they think that he has had potentially the most influence out of any sports star ever. And they kind of want to pick apart, you know, why that is, how it started. And then also talk a little bit, of, I think about the downfall mm-hmm. and they've interviewed over a hundred people, like we were saying, and, it should be pretty interesting, so I'm excited for that to come out. Hopefully, later this year. Yeah, that'll be very entertaining. Have to get a get a look at that. Let's talk about the guys then too that are playing, uh, that played at the Northern Trust Open. What do you think about the event? I mean, Bubba won. Obviously, we're super super excited about that. If you can't tell, yeah, I actually didn't get the chance to watch a lot of the golf, any of the golf really on the weekend, but um, you know, and I'm. <clears throat> After seeing who won, I, I'm not really disappointed that I didn't get the chance to watch. Uh, I would have just been cussing at the TV the whole time, and it probably would have got me in a really bad mood. So, The good news is uh, if Bubba sticks to his word and wins one more time, he's going to have to retire, like he told the press. If if he wins ten times, he's going to quit the game, or if he becomes the world number one. So, I, fingers crossed. I really hope he's a man of his word like he likes to, to preach, because um, if he is, we'll never have to watch him hit a golf ball again and that would be a great blessing and it'll give us a reason to root for him now in the upcoming weeks mm-hmm. thank goodness uh yeah so bubble one Kokrak actually played really nicely down yeah. the stretch and one of my favorite comments from Faraday on the uh final round is they're on 18t and and bubba's up one at this point and bubba bangs one out there like 320 right down the middle and and then Kokrak steps up after him and hits one about 20 yards by him, and Faraday says that Bubba's not used to getting out outdriven, but obviously Bubba got the last laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, quite something to be hitting it that far and straight. Right. I think Kokrak could, <clears throat> could play well uh, in the upcoming weeks because he didn't really, I wouldn't say that he choked it away necessarily. It just Bubba actually played really well down the stretch. Yeah. Um. I actually saw an interesting tweet, like Kokrak's last five events, he had like three or four missed cuts in there. and uh, Yeah, and a tied for 30th finish. Yeah, something like that. One made cut, yeah. and then he comes out and practically wins a really comes good out tournament. Blazing. Yeah, and Adam Scott, too, uh, played well with the short stick. Not not broomstick-induced good good putting, so that's always good to see from Adam. Yeah, could, he hasn't won in two years. So. No, and you know he's going to hit the ball just about as good as anybody there. 
Exactly. And he chipped in on 18, which almost had Bubba not finished uh, birdie birdie par, then Adam and him could have gone into a playoff, which would have been really exciting to watch. And Kokrak too, I guess, because they tied for second. Uh, but yeah, overall, it was a really good tournament. It's always fun to watch uh, any golf get played out at Riviera. Great track. Hogan's Alley. And something else to mention, uh, our picks, they were better than Pebble, but still... Still lacking in that department. We're going to come around soon. We'll get Trust some us. winners. Yeah, we'll get some winners. I mean, I won't pick Tony Finau again. Miles was kind of surprised that I picked him and he missed the cut. So yeah. shout out to Miles for that one. You know, at one point in our lives, we were both in the top 70th percentile in, in Yahoo Fantasy Golf. So We did dominate Yahoo Fantasy Golf. <laughs> so we got that going for us. I'll so never, I'm never going to let that one go. Trust us blindly. So, last week, I thought it was going to be 12-under. I wasn't too far off. 15, obviously. But my picks of Charles Schwartzel and Ratif Goosen were a little bit off. Both of them made the cut, but finished tied for 45th. So, the South African juju. That's fine. And Rory kind of failed me on Sunday. He that was I thought that was a crazy stat that he shot 75 and that was his worst final round in a non-major ever on tour. Being a 75, that's fairly impressive. Meaning if he's making the cut, I mean, he's at least yeah. playing decently on the weekend. Because, you know, usually you'd right. think... Not just completely packing it in if he's not in it. Yeah. Uh, so he, that was a little disappointing, especially because he eagled the first hole of the day on Sunday and uh, was tied for the lead. Oh, really? Yeah, so with 17 to go, he was tied for the lead and wow, ended up... so he seven over in his last... In the last 17 holes? Yeah, he ended up... And he ended up finishing six under, so nine off the lead. I mean... Yeah, that's pretty big difference. Yeah. It was a pretty big fall off, so... We'll see if I consider picking him this weekend at the Honda, which I might, but... We can talk. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Honda yeah, now? Yeah, let's get into the Honda. The start of the uh, Florida Swing. We're here at, uh, what are they, PGA National? PGA National, down on the southern east coast of Florida. Yep. The Bear That's Trap. Correct. That is correct. The Bear Trap. One of the uh, tougher courses on tour that they play. It's a top in the top ten, for sure. Yeah, the winning scores for the last four years now have been... Six under, eight under, nine under, twelve under, and then five years back it was nine under two. So, yeah. I mean, it always draws a really good field. So it's not that they don't have good players, right? It's just that it's a tough golf course. Tough. You're gonna see some wind, lots of water. So difficult, different conditions for these guys coming from the uh, the West Coast and the desert, playing peaceful, on the... yeah, peaceful Arizona and California for the most part. Mm-hmm. Then you come over and get on the on the Bermuda and give players some fits. Yeah, especially Tiger, but thank goodness he isn't <laughs> playing. Maybe he'll get his chipping figured out, too. Yeah, he should be doing a lot of chipping. But. Who's playing in the field this week at the Honda? we got some pretty big names. Yeah, we sure do. We've got uh, Roy McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott. Uh, Phil's playing this week. Patrick Reed. Jimmy Walker, Justin Thomas, yep, Jason Duffner, Tom Hoagie, 
qualified, uh, Monday qualified for the event. Tom Hoagie, Minnesota Golf Ties, won the State Am in Minnesota twice. And uh, he shot 64 at Mayaco Country Club uh, to take the lowest score, and then three other guys qualified. Uh, it seems like guys tend to play well when they do win the Monday qualifier. Yeah, you would think that they're, uh, you know, you got to go low to win one of those things. So obviously their games are in good shape, you would think, to shoot a score that well. And case in point, Patrick Reed, when he yeah, won six to eight Monday qualifiers in mm-hmm. one season, which is just, I mean, that's really hard to do when you're mm-hmm. playing against over 100 guys that really want it and that are all really good players too in their own right. Yeah, and to win, I mean, to come in the top four or three or however many guys qualify that yeah. week, uh, it's really impressive. It's quite the feat, yeah. And he's in the field too this week. He is in the field. I think he's going to play well this week. Uh, he's played well in Florida in the past. Uh, same with Sergio Garcia. I like Sergio. Oh, yeah. We just watched a Shell's Wonderful wonderful World of Golf with Sergio Garcia and Phil Mickelson. What, circa 2000? 2002. In Mexico. Yeah. A couple of strapping young fellows. It's funny to watch them play with the old tiny little drivers, and they're still banging it out there 350. Yeah. Downhill, downwind, but still. Yeah. Nonetheless, still getting it. So the Honda Classic has drawn good fields in the past, and I think one of my favorite things about this week is the wind. Mm-hmm. If if you go on PGATour.com and watch the top 10 shots that have ever happened or that they think are the top 10 shots, I'd say at least six or seven of them, you can see the pin and it's just whipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as windy as can be. Yeah, they get they get some tough conditions and then coming down the stretch <clears throat> 16 or 15 through 17 is the bear trap um and then obviously 18's good hole too. But you got uh lots of spots to go wrong on those holes. Yeah, 15 through 17 actually that plays as the toughest three-hole stretch on tour all year mm-hmm. including majors in the past. So yeah, it's the real deal. Par three, two par threes, both water short and kind of right on one. Don't Get pull out of one and hit a little cut out there. You're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So one last topic we wanted to touch on was the maybe the importance of playing in the AJGA. You know, does it provide benefits to these players? Um, and then kind of discuss some of the uh, people that have come out of it. So, yeah, that's a good argument, actually. I mean, do you think that if you're a kid today that's 14 years old that – the AJGA is a necessity, or are there other ways to to get your game tuned if you want to try and go pro? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you see all these these younger players on tour. I mean, not necessarily the younger ones. A lot of the older ones played in it, too, at least Americans, for that matter. But you look at uh, recent ones, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Rogers, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, who got second last year at the Honda Classic. Yeah, and it's just interesting, too, because these guys then develop a relationship where they're sharing hotel rooms, like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth are good buddies now because they played in all those junior golf events. Mm -hmm. So it's a good way, I guess, to connect yourself with other really good players. Uh, I still wouldn't say that it's totally a necessity. Uh, I think it's probably will prepare you a little bit better if you have the money, but it does cost a lot to play on the AJGA. I mean, the membership fee is $260, and then it's another 
200 plus dollars to play in each event and plus that's not even including travel fees mm -hmm. and all that stuff so it's i mean definitely not cheap definitely not and kind of an interesting stat too the the entire 2014 Ryder Cup team uh all played in the HAGA wow that's a great uh great little insight there little nugget for you i got gotcha. you and I mean, I just, I played in one AJGA event just because it was in Minnesota at Rush Creek. I fired a very nice 86-84-79 uh, uh, the final day. I had the shanks that weekend. That was really fun uh, to do, to shoot those nice scores come. You know, I think I beat maybe five or six kids, so. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll take that away with me. And, uh, I mean, one nice benefit about playing in those events is you get, a dozen Pro V1s or Pro V1Xs with the mm. little HAGA logo they on it. They give you your choice. They huh? give you your swag oh. if you want it. You get a sweet towel from the event and a nice uh, polo golf shirt with the tournament on it and all the pistachios you want to eat because it's... Get the, it cracking? Yep, the pistachios get cracking pace of play. I just want to note that beating four or five people is very impressive considering what you're dealing with there. I mean, we... I shouldn't say we've all, but a lot of us have been, you know, down that road and the S word road, the the Chinese fade, the Chinese fade. Yeah, so. I like that. Yeah, maybe I'll have to check out who the guys that I beat were. Maybe they're on tour now. For all I know, I never know. Yeah, they really got their game in shape. Well, we'll have to check on that. We'll check on that. Maybe before tomorrow, we're gonna come back with a special topic and then give our predictions for the honda classic uh just a little preview i'm not gonna be picking vj singh this week i'm gonna stay away from vj because he is in the field but i'm not gonna touch that and unfortunately my boy steve stricker is not in the field this week following a very nice finish last week at the nto tied for 11th i knew you're gonna throw that in there I'm just wondering if he would have gotten in the top 10 if he would be playing this week. I'm not sure that he's exempt. All right, all right. That's enough about Steve. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> Actually, one more little nugget for you. He, his birthday was yesterday, um, so we're one year away from seeing Steve dominate the Champions Tour. That's all we really need right now. Goodbye. We will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. People give me naps because I be scribbling raps and now I'm living the dream and this is simple as that. Said it's as simple as that. Said it's as simple as that. People give me depths, cause I be scribbling raps, and now I'm living the dream, and it's as simple as that. Real simple, real simple. Yeah, uh.